Another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. We take every trivial topic you could possibly think of, and we put it in a cool eight-seed bracket, and then we decide which one's the best by uh, taking these out by votes. I'm here with Steel and, of course, King Bean. Hello. So, feedback. If you guys (laughs) want to send us in... If you want to see a bracket and you got a good topic, send it in. We'll take a look at it. We'll Just head over to Moon King Bean slash podcast for that stuff, guys. Good stuff. So, All right, guys. So off to- camera, we we decided on these these. We kind of like picked a a list of. Or were you going to announce? I'm sorry. Were you going to announce today's episode title? Who me? Going to announce the title, but that's alright. You go ahead. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> You sure are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today's episode, as Jared was saying, what we randomly picked is celebrities you'd want to read you a bedtime story. So we have (laughs) Morgan Freeman. Now we we each kind of these are all picks of ours. We kind of went uh, around and around to pick our our not even our favorites, but just people we'd like. And these are really interesting. I don't even remember who selected what, but we have Nicolas Cage versus Samuel L. Jackson. I wonder who picked Nicolas Cage, Jer. I did. <laughs> oh, did you? I thought it was Jer. That's such a Jer thing to say. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm, I'm eternally like associated right. with Nicolas Cage. When we came up with this bracket, guys, I had it in my head. We need to come up with the same storybook that they're reading. So, like, what book Ooh. is it that we have these guys reading to oh us. that's i never thought of just that go the f- to sleep go to fuck but, but this is the problem in this bracket samuel l jackson actually has a video on youtube of him reading out oh, yes go I know. The f- to sleep so like that's an unfair advantage knowing yeah, exactly right. what that would sound like i don't know nicholas cage saying go the f- to sleep <laughs> Like in let's, his Nicolas Cage voice. Let's just say, <laughs> let's do a one, I think, a staple that, like. <laughs> no spoilers. Eh? Let's do, um, let's do like a green eggs and ham. I think. Oh, we I like all... that. That's yeah. good. That's good. All right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's green eggs and ham. Everyone's reading green eggs and ham. This is Luke. This is <laughs> Luke. Already... Oh my God. <laughs> I do I not like green eggs and ham. Wins. Well, okay. <laughs> when it's like listening to these two people talk, Nicolas Cage is more of an action star. I never really yeah. give a shit when he's talking. True. Samuel L. Jackson, though, just has a tone that he has a lot of monologues that he takes in a lot of the movies that he's in. And every time, let's go to Pulp Fiction. All right. When he's yeah. sitting there talking to those guys in that room, you listen, you hang on to every word that he's saying. If he's going to sit there and say, I do not like green eggs and ham, motherfucker. I'm going to wait to see, well, what the fuck do you like, man? What is it? They tell me. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, For this one, I'm just like, I don't know. Who can read it with so much intensity that they just, oh. like, they make you believe that shit? <laughs> That's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so, like, so, like, he'd be like, he would be telling it. Oh man, Sam, I am. You guys ready for all of our really bad? Yeah, these are gonna be just really. (laughs) I like the idea of believability. See, I was just saying because Samuel L. Jackson's a badass, but I feel like Nicolas Cage can give us some depth to these characters, you know, and is really going to invest the time in getting to know the character, getting invested in the character. I feel like Samuel Jackson would just have fun with it. I feel like Samuel Jackson just has like a constant intenseness to him that he can't really like calm down and do like a slower paced Nicolas Cage book reading. Uh wow, I never thought of it that way. And I convinced myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, 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 I'm gonna go ahead and vote. I'm okay, so to my boy Nikki. 
I think Nicolas Cage can read it like kind of mellow, but also relay like the urgency in the story. So I'm 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 also voting for Nick Cage. <laughs> urgency of green eggs and ham. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would you? Like They're gonna go bad. You need to make up a yeah, make up your mind. I agree. Like, listen, I I'm gonna go Nicolas Cage. We'll give it a queen sweep. I thought Samuel Jackson was gonna be my choice. It's so just, did the more I. We talk about believability, and I just think about like him in every movie. Sure, I'm not a big Nicolas Cage fan, but like I feel like he. Was, even if I saw that movie, Green Eggs and Ham featuring Nicolas Cage, I'd go see it. Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Green Eggs and Ham by Nicolas Cage <laughs> defeats Green Eggs and Ham by Samuel oh, Jackson. Defeats. <laughs> three to nothing. So will we go ahead it's and submit those so scores and we get to the next bracket. Bean, what do we got? Oh, we got Mark Hamill, the king of voices here, versus the Sues and sultry, sexy Emma Thompson. Emma was my choice. Do you know um, that she's married to Christopher Nolan? No. Really? That. Yeah. Not. Okay, listen. Here's the thing. This is why I chose Emma Thompson. I kind of have this weird thing for Emma Thompson. I know she's a lot older now, but she's aging phenomenally. Now, is it her accent? Does that play a part? Yes, 100%. Now, I hang out with a lot of people from the UK and all the people from the UK who are listening. I love you, and I definitely love your voice and accent. But every single time I meet a new one, I always say to them, I need you to read me a bedtime <laughs> story. Wait, I didn't so mean I... it like that. I didn't mean to it like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I got a new UK person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why I chose Emma Thompson. I feel like Emma Thompson. I mean, like I don't want to say Nanny McPhee because I don't want Nanny McPhee to read me shit. Sure. But I want. I feel. I feel like she's like that. Got that nanny sort of um, calming presence. I see her at my bedside as a child reading me a book and then saying, "I'm not going to do my British accent because everyone yeah, from the UK totally... knows how bad it is." <laughs> yeah. Well, from all over the world knows how bad it is. No <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I think I think I would take. Uh, have you guys seen Corella? Right. Not. Yes. Right. It, whatever you think about it, but her character in Corella, that I think is the one I'd prefer to read me a bedtime story. Now, if we look at the other side of the argument, Mark Hamill, I don't know if I could hear Mark Hamill's voice somewhere and pick it out and be like, "Hey, that's Mark Hamill." I mean, unless you told me Mark Hamill was the Joker, like that's the only reason I know he was the Joker. That's true. Told me he was the Joker from the the cartoon series of the Batman. I mean, he is very good at voices. He does other voices. Um, okay, let's go with this. Green Eggs and Ham. If we were to get Emma <laughs> no, Thompson. <laughs> Nicholas Cage already owns Green Eggs and Ham. He is what? the guy. Okay, are we gonna do a different book then for these? Yes, two? different book every time. Fuck it. Um, the Hungry Caterpillar. Okay, I don't know how that goes, but that's fine. It's just a hungry caterpillar eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> a brief synopsis. A hungry caterpillar eating shit. <laughs> just a caterpillar eating shit. I feel like a. I was gonna say Mark Hamill for Green Eggs and Ham, but let's just say that there's like he can do multiple voices. He does the narration and then he does the caterpillar. Okay. Mm. I feel like we can get more depth from Mark Hamill by doing different voices. I feel like his, his his talent is a lot so broader. Here's a few things from Mark Hamill. He does from Masters of the Universe. He does Skeletor. Oh from, no way! Uh, no he, way! From Invince, uh, Invincible, he does Art Rosebaum. From The Mandalorian, he's EV ninety nine. What? From let's say Scooby Doo and Guess Who? What's that? He uh, oh. he does Joker. Mark Hamill, I guess himself. 
Child's Play 2019. He's he plays oh Chucky. shit! What? Um, if you've not seen that movie, it's good. Kingdom Hearts three. He voices Master Ericus. Um, let's see. What else would we know? Lego so- DC supervillains. He does Joker and Trickster. Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. He does Captain Great Guy. Like there's so, so many we, things. Would we say Mark Hamill is more of a voice actor than he is a real impersonator? Because like, I, what else do you know him from besides Luke through. Skywalker? Yeah, that's true. He's just Luke Skywalker. I'm t- I'm picking Emma Thompson. I don't think much argument can be made for Mark Hamill read me a bedtime story without hearing the Joker voice. To be honest, so uh, I'm not trying to hear that before I go to bed. You know, I'm gonna I'm a say huge fan since... of Mark Hamill, so I'm gonna go ahead and give Ooh, him one. So you get okay. to be the decider. I have points on both. I think both would do a phenomenal job, but we're talking bedtime story. I want and to Hungry to Caterpillar specifically. And Hungry Caterpillar. I want to go to bed. I want to feel calm and cool, collected and safe. And I would not mind looking at Emma Thompson's eyes before falling off. <laughs> so uh, I say, Emma Jesus, Thompson, man. if you're listening to this, I live at no. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you actually love her. <laughs> I, she's, I have, you I mean, we all have celebrity crushes, but yeah, I think Emma Thompson. Right. My girl, Emma Thompson. Moving Emma on. My girl, Emma Thompson. Takes it two to one <laughs> against <laughs> the also talented Mark Hamill. R.I.P. Luke Skywalker. Hold, hold on, hold on. Like, is, is this now the new Emma Thompson fan fan pod? <laughs> oh my god, can we do a podcast or a show on um, Emma Thompson and just like just go through the resume <laughs> and say, "Good no, for you." We'll plot everything. <laughs> That's borderline creepy, man. There's a show out there doing it, though. You know, if we thought of it, someone else is doing it. So for our third wow. bracket, everyone, we Ooh. have David Attenborough against mm. Liam Neeson. <laughs> now, yeah, this, this really comes down to what they're reading. Yeah, we got to pick a book here. Um, nothing nature-based. Okay. Let's go. Um, what's that one where the wild things are? You guys uh, I, Okay. That uh, I know more doctor. Like, let's say one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Blue fish. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. All right. Let me think about this. I am. I, I have a certain set of fish. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I just keep putting their characters into these books now. And it's just so funny. <laughs> I have a certain set of fish. One fish, two fish. If I don't find you. <laughs> I have a particular set of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Dean At- David Admiral. Okay, all right. Let's 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 go through this. Let's stop trying to do our best celebrity impressions, which are so awful. These are god awful. We're wasting yeah, time. Awful. I love both voices for this, but I don't know. I, I don't love Liam Neeson so much. It's hard to choose. I feel like Liam Neeson would be great if like it's it's like a, sometimes I'll watch like an action movie before I go to bed. So if he reads me like one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, I might feel like I'm watching Taken. I mean, Maybe more exhilarating. Liam, what else does Liam Neeson play that I really liked hearing him talk? Oh, in? dude, I mean, it's Qui Gon Jinn. He's reading red. Fish. They both have like that soft. Um, is, is Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson's like Scottish or Irish or something, right? I don't want to mess I, it up. I'm not sure. Right. I I know it's one of the two. Liam Neeson. Uh, thank you so much, our guy in the chair, Steel. Guy in the chair. Says, says UK. <laughs> so nor- Northern now. Ireland. Northern okay. Ireland. Okay, Irish. Um, Holy shit, he is 70. How old is David Attenborough? He's, he's got to be like... He's not, oh, is he dead? No, he it's Richard not. Attenborough, his father. I was like, he just came out with one. Uh, David Attenborough is uh, 
96. Holy Wow. Shit. From Isleworth, Middlesex. And is it wrong to want to pick Liam? Is that Aegis? <laughs> Liam Neeson? I don't know. I just don't want to Liam have Neeson David Attenborough fall asleep to his own reading. Doesn't he? <laughs> Doesn't Liam One Neeson fish, look two great fish. for his age? <laughs> no, oh I think God. I'm picking Liam Neeson on the strict fact that we might lose David Attenborough after the CPR. <laughs> David, wake up, David. David, David finish the book. Yeah, this is uh, rated R for ridiculous. David Attenborough, I just don't know his voice well enough, and I'm more familiar with his father, Richard Attenborough, who is in Jurassic Park. Who is this? Who is he in Jurassic uh, Park? Hammond. The old Shut guy. the front door. That's his daddy? No, his brother. Brother, brother. That's why I, I don't know if I'm saying father. But yeah, oh they're my related. God. Mind blown. Pretty neat, huh? And for those yeah. who don't know, uh, Richard Attenborough, he uh, passed away in 2014. Actually, oh. sadly, I'm just reading here on my birthday at the, <laughs> at the age of 90. Oh, oh wow. All right. So I. Um... Wow, that was really sad. Um, I'm voting yeah. for Liam Neeson just because I don't need to be sad anymore. And Liam Neeson always makes me laugh or be more intense. So I, that's my boy, Liam. Mr. Bean? Oh, I, I, picked, I, I picked uh I picked Liam Neeson. Okay. Mr. Bean. <laughs> I really needed to come up. I needed to think about that when I'm coming up with my gamer tag. Like maybe people might call me Mr. Bean. I might you know, watch out for that. So no, after the Mr. Bean fedazzle there that I messed up. Fedazzle. <laughs> Liam Neeson takes it three nothing over David Attenborough. I don't know if the fedazzle is a word. It is now. is now Jer, what's our last bracket? Now you're listening to this, probably wondering, hey, they've said like famous names like Liam Neeson and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Where is Morgan Freeman, who does the voice of every Visa commercial? Uh, his voice is like really smooth. And he's here. He's here. He's Morgan Freeman versus Groot. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> we, have, we have the most known person for his voice. Up against the one person who's actually kind of known for his voice too, in a sense. It's just in the sense that he says three words. You've heard it all right I there. Am Groot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what book are these two reading? Well, Groot's not reading much other than <laughs> I am Groot. Um, to be able to tell you that he's not reading Charlie and the Chocolate Groot. Factory. Whoa, tone. But if I had to listen to Morgan Freeman read me, I could listen another to Doctor Zeus. Freeman. What about Berenstein Bears? A Berenstein Bears uh, story. We can do that. Okay. You know, uh, like Brother Bear yeah. goes, gets his teeth pulled or some shit. Now, you say those. <laughs> oh my God. What the f- Without anesthetic. This feels like Liam Neeson needs to be part of this one. <laughs> yeah, that, I could see him reading that. But no, Berenstein Bears is a, a little bit longer than your chat average one fish, two fish. So. To listen to Groot talk like to a lengthier book, I think that would drive me insane after two pages. Hold on, let's so, get a Bernstein Bears. I'm trying to get some dialogue here so I can. Uh, what? Just say I am Groot. Don't don't try to do a Morgan Freeman. That's that's disrespectful. Not a, not a Morgan, Morgan Freeman. So I'm going to say my vote is for Morgan Freeman because I don't know if I could listen to Groot talk over and over and over again. I feel like one of the Groot, like I feel like there's a reason why he's not a very um, 
prominent talking figure in the movies. I feel like no we shit. would eventually just claw our eyes out of Groot's. Like, I have a monologue, people. Hang on a second. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going Morgan Freeman. It's the obvious answer. I We all hear him. We all love it. There's nothing I can say bad. He could literally read me the dictionary, and I think I'd be okay with it. Actually, good point. Good point. Good point. Right? I think I agree with you on that. He could read me the dictionary, and I would hold on to every word, mm-hmm. every syllable. Every... <laughs> Literally. Every He could be like, you know, dictionary. I would hang up. <laughs> oh, God. Can we like, please oh get our Morgan Freeman going? We haven't even tried. Oh, man. We're not. We're not. That's I can't. Disrespectful. I, I cannot be. I, I cannot imitate the great Morgan Freeman. I do not have the capabilities, so I will no longer try. Good. But I was legit trying to think of Shawshank Redemption for a second. I'm like, can I get it? I'm like, I can't. Uh, Groot is uh, kind of obnoxious at times, and he was very much the Jar Jar Binks of of this whole bracket, not just yeah. of Marvel. <laughs> um, yeah, I, honestly, though, of Marvel, I would have to say Groot is maybe the closest thing to Jar Jar Binks in the MCU. It's That's kind of disrespectful. Groot. but Take any sort of chance in any other bracket. No. Not even against Mark Hamill, not against Attenborough, uh, and certainly not. Maybe Mark Hamill is the Joker. I don't think I want a whole story with the Joker. I feel like it'd be the same annoyingness after a while. But more annoying than Groot? No, you're right. Groot's pretty annoying. Morgan Freeman wins <laughs> three yeah. nothing. Jer's right. Three nothing. Submit those scores. And we get on to the semifinals. Our first bracket, we have Nicolas Cage versus Emma Thompson. This is, a, this is a showdown that if you put these two people without telling them the title of the bracket, they would say, what the f*** am I voting for? Because these two actors are so far apart, it's not even funny. It's a great contrast. Is that the word I'm looking for? Contrast? Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's definitely a contrast. I mean, I can kind of see them if they were doing like an M... Like an M- MI6 movie or something like that. Where we? What are they reading, guys? They're in one. Oh, yeah. What are they reading? They, they need to read something. What are some books? Like, here's the hardest part. I think coming up with the people to read the books for us was a lot easier. Than All right, what if like, they're what reading us Harry Potter? Fine. We can do a. Let's get a little bit more into the books. We're doing a chapter of Harry Potter before bed. <laughs> it's I, not fair. It's not fair here. I'll tell you why this isn't fair. Because Emma because Thompson. Emma yeah, you're right. You're right. She's okay. in Harry Potter. But listen, you already picked it. All right. Now I'm going to want to try to imagine Harry Potter with Nicolas Cage in it. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) And I don't I don't know if I can see it. Emma Thompson, she's got that elegant, elegant voice that if she's reading you Green Eggs and Ham or if she's reading you Harry Potter or if I wouldn't say that I wouldn't go so far as to say the dictionary. But if she's reading you like more literature, I think I can tolerate her because she might be able to do the voices a little bit better than Nicolas Cage, who kind of has one a one note guy. Yes, exactly. This is the thing about Nicolas Cage. Like he has a severity and when he talks and a depth to it, but it's like it doesn't there's no tone. I every time he talks, I I can get I get the same tone from when he talks to when he changes into Ghost Rider. There's no like, there's <laughs> yeah, good no off point yeah, yeah, yeah. or intensity that changes. Fair I'm enough. going Emma Thompson. Good choice. I I gotta pick Emma Thompson as well for the single single fact that she can she can probably relay the story better than Nick Cage. Honestly, I think I was leaning Nick Cage, 
And I think you guys right. made way too many good points for me to justify picking Nicolas Cage. So for that reason, I'm picking Emma Thompson. Do you think if if that bracket was Emma Thompson versus Sam Jackson, it would have been a harder decision? Oh, oh very much so. Because once again, then you get that. It's that depth. Um, I feel like they both would feed off. Like, okay, let's picture them doing a table reading and like competing for the part. Good, good freaking point. Right, I feel like if like those two were like sitting there in front of a director trying to give it, they would give it their all, and those two would be hard to choose from. But once again, they're trying to put us to sleep here. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, I remember the context of where we're at. Bedtime oh, story. Advancing Bedtime to the story. finals is, is Emma Thompson taking it over Nicholas Cage three nothing, and in our final bracket here to decide the finals, we have an interesting one because both of their voices can be. You know, what if they were reading something like mystery or horror? They're, they're very both... recognizable voices. Um, okay, we're going bedtime story here again, guys. Okay, remember that bedtime yeah. story. I almost said Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> so, idiot. Guys, Do you guys yeah. remember? I have a daughter. Do you guys know the uh, the, the book Good Night Moon? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah All yeah. right. Let's say they're saying they're doing Good Night Moon. All right. So we have Liam Neeson and Morgan Freeman. Singing or singing, singing. reading Good Night Moon. <laughs> Mark and Freeman's like a Good Night Moon, <laughs> like other things night, like that. Night. He has that southernness to him that he has. And um, there's almost like a more he's more sincere in the words that come out of it, in a sense that it doesn't feel like he's acting or reading a book, night. like it's coming right from his soul. Uh, whereas Liam Neeson, when he talks, I kind of feel like that Keanu Reeves, like he's reading off paper vibe. Yeah, you know what? Liam Neeson, I like how you said because he talks from his soul. Because I found like Liam Neeson talks from his testosterone, uh, wherever the heck that's located. Uh, uh, I'll I, give I you one hint. <laughs> I, when it comes to the whole putting me to sleep thing, I feel like if Liam Neeson read me a storybook over these two and left the room, I'd be a little creeped out and I wouldn't really go to bed right away. Yeah. I, I feel like if you were to leave me off, like, all right, good night, son. I'd be like, what the fuck is going to pop up in front of me right now? You know what I'm it depends on? Freeman. Oh, Morgan Freeman. I, I think it comes down to what Liam Neeson role is reading. If it's Qui-Gon Jinn, like chill Qui-Gon Jinn, I, I wouldn't mind that. But here's <laughs> the, the problem. Jedi? Here's the problem with Morgan Freeman. Every time I hear that voice, I associate it with the Visa commercials. For everything else, there's Visa or some shit. And and I'm like, I don't like the advertised <laughs> shit. And I... <laughs> I don't want to be associating that my bedtime story with Visa. So I could just I see him saying "Good night, Moon," and for everything else, Visa. <laughs> this chapter brought to you by, by Visa. Visa. <laughs> He's just plugging in his own ads <laughs> to his own kid. So are you saying <laughs> Liam Neeson? The yeah, I think for that oh. reason, I I think Morgan Freeman might be a little overrated. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I think I'm going to vote for Liam Neeson. All right, I got Morgan Freeman for my vote. Oh, you guys are making me choose. Are you Good, kidding yep. me? Yeah, it sucks to be to. you. <laughs> We're right. gonna call them and let them know, so you, so you know. So yeah, that. they will find out, and this they will, guy. they will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a phone call as soon as I click Morgan Freeman. And it's gonna be Liam Neeson. He's I heard. Oh, I heard you didn't vote for me. <laughs> so what are you, um, who are you getting the talk from? <laughs> the talk. This is tough because. I like Morgan Freeman's voice. It's calm and he can literally, like I said, read anything and it would sound amazing. True. But I feel like Morgan Freeman just has the one, the one voice and that's it. 
Yeah, that's you true. know what? That has a, a little point. bit of range. That's a so good for point. that reason, I think I'm going to click Liam Neeson. Here. Wow! Wow! Uh, people I are screaming. Can't believe Morgan Freeman fell off. So for that, dirty. Liam Neeson <laughs> oh, takes man. Morgan Freeman two one. Oh, Guys, man. we got the finals. We have Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson. Oh shit! Wow, good right. job, guys. I'm actually having a hard time with this. Okay, let's. I'm pick not. The go- I, I'm not going to lie. I think if if Morgan Freeman would have made it to the final either way, I would have hit him. Hit you with that visa argument and kind of use that for him to beat Emma Thompson. But I don't know what I'm going to do to make you to fight for Liam Neeson over Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson is has more roles. Okay, no, no, we're not talking about this right now. We are talking about bedtime stories. We need to pick a book. We need we need to stay in our lane. What book okay. is she reading to us? You're gonna look up some books. Best <laughs> bedtime stories. All right, yes, the best. I love how your mic picked up like the computer typing sound, like in the movies. I'm gonna leave that in. <laughs> that was great. Uh, how about "Love You Forever"? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's so good. Love you. Uh, it's, it's okay. You remember Friends when Joey has to give uh, Emma uh, a book? I'm doing the timeout sign. I've never watched Friends. Okay, this is I've the. Heard... You might remember this. It's the "I'll love you forever. Bro. I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living." My baby. Oh, that's yeah. the most depressing book in the effing world. Right, but this is your. Be- I've read this book. I love this. It's actually one of my favorite things I used to read to my daughter. Because every time I left it, I I just went and held my okay. wife. I'm like she's so okay. precious. If that's if that's the book we're reading, I cannot see. It has to be a loving, emotional, like motherly tone. And of course, the only one that fits that that description is Emma Thompson for that book. I just didn't think that Liam Neeson can show even an ounce of it, of emotion. Not I want to hear taking Liam Neeson doing this book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking about the same Liam Neeson that was in Schindler's I List. So I love you always. But everybody <laughs> associates Liam Neeson now with like his you. taken character, right? So yeah, I mean, we, uh, I don't think we've referenced anything else besides that. No, you're right. And honestly, I can't even really picture him much besides Qui Gon Jinn. If we didn't do so much Star Wars stuff recently, I would probably even forgot that. Um, I think uh, I think that the soothingness of Emma Thompson's voice would put me to sleep easier for a bedtime story. So I'm I'm gonna vote for Emma Thompson. I can still see, like you said, it's the voice. I still see her. Like she, I feel like if Emma Thompson came up to me and said, "What job do you have for me?" That's exactly the job I'm hiring her for. You're gonna be reading me bedtime stories. You're gonna, <laughs> your job is to stand there by my bed always until I go to bed. Then you speak. You say the bedtime story, and I don't even care if you stand there when I go to bed. Turn off the light. That's fine. That's your duty. Yep. Yeah, Emma Thompson's getting my vote. I mean, yeah. yeah it's you guys n- nothing to say. Compelling nothing arguments. And let's be honest, that book would definitely sound better with Emma Thompson. Right. Now, so with that, Emma Thompson, 3 nothing in the finals against Liam Neeson. Hold on, guys, what were you going to say? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got really excited that one yeah, of my yeah. choices finally <laughs> won one of these brackets. So I was like, yeah, yeah. let's go. Because she Good was one you. I just pulled out of nowhere, too. Yeah, you um, did. I was surprised when you threw that out. I, I was almost like you had it preloaded, so it was kind of fishy then. I should have questioned it more then. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was doing. She had a queen, oh. a clean sweep, too, except for in the first bracket with uh, Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Mark Hamill was a hard one. Yeah, well, yeah, Ryan had or still had some some attachments to Mark Hamill, and that's what it came down to. That's why you vote. You don't have to pick one way or another. But yeah, uh, a clean path for Emma Thompson to become the the voice of storied bedtime stories. Damn. <laughs>
All right, guys. BST, we're here to help you guys solve the most important questions. Honestly. We've gotten another one off the charts for you guys. You're welcome. I'll let Jared take it away. There's nothing more to say. Emma Thompson, get her to read you a bedtime story. On behalf of Steel and Bean, I'm Jer, and this has been another Blood, Sweat, and Tears episode.